Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Remember the name James Topp? Most of you will. Canadian military reservist who spoke out against the forced removal of hundreds of unvaccinated CAF members while in uniform. Uh, Mr. Topp was facing two charges from the military. Now he's facing four additional charges of conduct to the prejudice of good order and discipline laid by the CAF under the National Defense Act. You'll also remember James Topp for walking across Canada protesting vaccine mandates for military personnel and federal employees. And that Pierre Polyev walked sometime uh, with Mr. Topp in Ottawa. Philip Millar is James Topp's lawyer. He joins us on the Roy Green Show. Philip, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Initially, Mr. Topp faced military discipline for wearing a military uniform while expressing his dissatisfaction with vaccine mandates. Is that correct? Yeah, good morning, Roy. That that seemed to be what the initial uh, angle of the charges were, and they're evolving, uh, it, it appears, after his very uh, celebrated march across Canada. So what uh, what are these new charges about? I, they're, they're an expansion of the charges, and, and we were somewhat perturbed as to why it was taking so long to proceed with the court-martial. They've decided that uh, they're going to proceed with this, even if it goes to court-martial. And uh, it appears as though... The kind of the legal team that is tasked with trying to deal with this issue has just particularized a few more charges. So, like when when prosecutors add more counts, essentially it's like giving them more arrows. I try to be successful, and so they've come in with some more counts to try to uh, to expand their net. To, I, I imagine try to convict them of something. Okay, so this again is because he expressed his view while in uniform. That was the issue. And he wore a uniform of a unit that he was no longer associated with, right? Yes, he, he was a former Princess Patricia Light Infantryman, which is a regular force unit, deployed on numerous missions overseas, celebrated, uh, commended, uh, a spectacular soldier, respected, and then joined the reserves. And so he did wear uh, some, it appears, or what it looks like, is some of the accoutrements, that's what they're alleging, of his old unit rather than his current reserve unit. Uh, and that was, you know, the elements of the charges at the, at the beginning, but now it seems that they're focusing more on the comments, which I think gives us a nice window to attack the government's policies uh, by focusing on the comments. All right, explain that to us, please. How are you going to do this? How will you proceed? It's, it's difficult because our system, and it's, it's a great system, our military serves uh, at the pleasure of the government, right? So we don't have generals who can kind of stand up and say, I disagree uh, with the politics of a government, and so we're not going to deploy where we're told to deploy. That's that's a hallmark of, of, of our democratic system. It, so that policy, when you come down to these heads of court marshals, you have to ask, is, is that the intent? When James Topp spoke about the vaccine mandate and how it was unfairly hurting people and the wrong policy, you know, we're, we're going to differentiate it. It wasn't about government policy for Canadian forces operations. It was about actual charter rights that individuals had. And it seems clear as we move forward that uh, the leadership of the Canadian forces knew that this was an illegal order, knew it was unnecessary, and yet did not have the courage to stand up to the Trudeau government. And James Top did, putting himself at risk. So we're going to have to mount a campaign that makes this a charter issue uh, or about something bigger than just the mechanics of 
did he wear a uniform while criticizing the government? We're going to make it about was the policy fundamentally unconstitutional and was the military doing things at the expense of soldiers for political reasons? Mr. Top knew of the regulations, though, right? Before he did what he did. Sure did. Everybody is fairly clear about that. And, you know, following orders is a very controversial topic when it comes to important issues. Uh, You know, uh, part of following orders is about knowing when it's an illegal order. And as we've heard recently, the chief of defense staff was briefed that this was likely or potentially an illegal order by his own staff. And so James Topp chose to speak out about it. And I think this revelation that's come out has given us a seam in this court-martial to actually challenge the legality of the order before they try to destroy his life and career because he dared to do what the chief of defense staff didn't have the courage to do. Philip, what was his record in the Canadian Armed Forces prior to speaking out against mandatory vaccination? I, I don't have it in front of me, but I do know James Toth. I served myself in the military for many years as an infantry officer, and he's a very respected, capable, and loved leader who served on many operations overseas and has trained hundreds, if not thousands, of soldiers uh, to serve the country. And the irony, I, I find, just for your listeners' perspective, is you know they were trying to kick him out for not being healthy because he wouldn't get the vaccine when he'd already had COVID. And yet he walks across Canada and we have people in the Canadian forces who can't walk five kilometers, but have had all of the vaccine. Like the irony of making this about health or safety when you have somebody who's had COVID and doesn't get the vaccine and then they're trying to kick them out. And now, you know, sacrifice them on the public altar is, you know, I think despicable. Was that walk across Canada? Do you think that had anything to do were the additional charges? That would be pure speculation. And I, I don't I don't necessarily think, not from the prosecutorial arm, I spent a little time in the JAG branch. They just have a tough job to do. They have to prosecute what's put before them and make a decision if they have a chance of, of being successful. But I know that the chain of command has been sitting on this with their finger up to the wind, kind of seeing, you know, what's going on. And what I've seen from the leadership of the KM forces is, they're not prepared to admit they made a mistake. So they just doubled down and will sacrifice people lower in the food chain in order to avoid them uh, looking in- stupid or being embarrassed. And where I think this is interesting is I think it's a mistake, a tactical error. And I am going to very clearly show that this is one of the stupidest things they could have done. So, so tell me if this is correct. Uh, I understand, and I don't know for sure, I've read a number of um, stories about this. A, brief, a briefing note to the chief of defense staff, General Wayne Eyre, suggesting the mandatory vaccination policy for all CAF members may not be legal was sent out. Is that so? Yes. And this is what infuriates me as a former combat officer and as a lawyer who cares, is his senior people told him that it was potentially illegal and that it was not necessary because the majority of the forces had been vaccinated. And when we deploy overseas, if somebody doesn't get vaccinated, they don't get kicked out or charged generally. They just get moved to another position. They don't get to go on the overseas mission. So that was what his briefing was. And it looks very clearly that he he then went up the chain of command to the prime minister's office, and he was told to do it anyhow. 
And the result is that over 300 service members were, were, were kicked out of the military, but they were never able to challenge the legality of the order because they deliberately had a policy not to charge the military people who didn't get the vaccine. So they did this administrative process where they kicked them out, called them unsuitable for further service, destroyed their legacy of their career. They had to move their family. Like, it's a very cold and cowardly policy. And I think, like, if you become the chief of defense staff, you're the highest general in the nation. Have the courage to resign when your team tells you that we don't need it and the government tells you you have to. But instead, it looks like General Ayer has just mounted a campaign to try to cover up a, a, a bad decision at the expense of hundreds of soldiers, sailors, and airmen. So you're going to make that case in court, clearly. What, what's the punishment that James Top faces were he to be convicted on all charges? It wouldn't, it wouldn't involve detention. And for, and for James, you know, he's a man of principle. He knows that he's exposed himself by standing up because the letter of the law makes it look fairly clearly. You're not supposed to do it. But what the military has done by charging him under Section 129, conduct to the prejudice of good order and discipline, is that they have to prove that his conduct was prejudicial to good order and discipline. And I'm not sure that that's going to be demonstrated. Uh, he'd probably get a reprimand, maybe a reduction in rank. He could be uh, dismissed with disgrace, you know, at the high end. It's, it's unlikely because they're already trying to dismiss him under an administrative component. But uh, this is more about the, less about the punishment, more about the principle. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.